Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. This week, I'll be speaking with Lillian Dutra. For more than a decade, Lillian has been adeptly handling the rigors of being a mother and a CFO. She has decided to share the secrets of her success in simultaneously managing both by founding AEN Talent Search. Its mission is to enlighten companies on the richness of adding diversity and to empower women to take back their careers and bring their talents to new rewarding positions. As a Latina herself, Lillian has made great strides in challenging corporations of all sizes to reevaluate their workforce and focus on inclusivity. One of her biggest strengths is the ability to connect the right people to the right jobs, one which will bring them success and joy. Prior to founding AEN, Lillian was the CFO of Sublime Communications, an independent marketing communications company with global reach. She's also worked as a research specialist and analyst at several asset management companies, including the Common Fund Group, Greenwich Associates, and Gartner Inc., where she managed reporting, productivity, and expenses to help clients improve their business results. Lillian is also an expert in international business and is fluent in Portuguese. Welcome to the show, Lillian. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. Sure, let's get started. So Lillian, as a woman in tech, can you share with us your career journey and how you got to where you are today? Of course. Um, so I don't come from technology. I come from the financial sector, but I do have technology clients and I do place women in tech. Mm-hmm. So um, I will give you a little bit of my story. Um, mm-hmm. I was born in Brazil and raised in Greenwich, Connecticut. I started my career out in fixed income, fixed income and commodity, um, fixed income and procurement and procurement and asset management. Um, from there, I went to work for a family office. I was brought in as chief of staff and estate manager. And on a good day, I had about 100 staff. On a bad day, I had 300 around Mm. the world. So Mm. this is Mm -hmm. where I developed my passion for working with people and being in the human resources world. Um, I'm sure you saw all kinds, right? I mean, just with 300 people or 100 people, you saw all different personalities and you really learned to deal with people. Absolutely. You have to become very thick skinned, very patient, very Mm -hmm. understanding and very compassionate when you're working with that many, you know, staff members and especially around the world. Um, Mm -hmm. And then from there, I went to work for a marketing communications company. I started out as a CFO and a COO. Uh, My former boss knew I was chief of staff, so I became chief of staff, and um, one year we went to a conference, and I can talk to anyone and everyone about even politics and religion and now bring my personal opinion into it. From that conference, we ended up with several new clients. Um, So from there, she was like, oh my gosh, you can do new business. We traveled the world, and um, I also took on um, the VP of business development as well. So I wore all those umbrellas, all those hats under one umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, I helped her build her business from the ground zero. I was in for about seven years. 
And I just needed a change. And it took me a while to figure out what I really wanted to do. And I wanted to do something that was impactful and I would make some kind of a change. And that's when I started in my own business, um, AEN Talent Search, which the initials are for my boy's name. Um, and my agency is different from many of the staffing and recruiting agencies out there because my main focus, my mission, and my fight doesn't mean I don't focus on anything else, I don't do anything else, is helping working mothers, professional women return to the workforce. Mm -hmm. Why? I'm a mom of three boys. I've taken time off. I know how hard it is and the struggles and um, to go back into the workforce and someone needs to be the advocate for these women. So mm-hmm. um, I I do work with men, I place men, but my priority are helping these women. Um, and believe it or not, we have millions of issues in the workforce and the top three that I look at are, these women don't know how to go back. These women are terrified of going mm-hmm. back. The workforce is not empowering or kind to women in general. When Mm -hmm. it comes to working mothers and professional women looking to go back into the workforce, the workforce is 10 times more cruel and racist Mm -hmm. against these women who are so rich Mm -hmm. in talent and, you know, in experience. Um, So that's phase one of my business. Phase two will be when I'm in business for two years. I'm going to go for my GSA library schedule, which I will be allowed to get government contracts. And the only reason I want to touch government contracts is because I want to help veterans get jobs. Mm. I want to be in bed with every government agency so they know when they're leaving the military, they can come to me for government jobs and private sector jobs. Nice. And if they're veterans in general, they if they're looking for a new job or they got laid off, they know they can come to me for a resource. So that's great. Wow. I love the work that you're doing. Are there specific titles of uh, jobs that you help? women with or is it general no so i place the ceo all down all the way down to the admin so i do a to z um i know with solar right now i know 11 industries is extremely well so i focus on zero industry why because these women needs to go back into the workforce i am Mm -hmm. not going to be eliminating a lot of women in different sectors so right right no that's great So tell us about how you're helping women in the work that you're doing today. I mean, obviously, we see that you're helping grow their career, obviously. But what else are you doing that helps them in their job search? Um, Well, first of all, I look for companies that shares my vision on rehiring these women. Two, 99.9% of my candidates I share with my clients are females, except for engineers. Right now, I'm struggling to find brilliant female engineers. Okay, that's good. Uh, maybe maybe our listeners can, yes. um, you know, if they are an engineer, they can come to you. Yeah, that would be great. Please, like uh, like I said, that is has been my biggest struggle is finding female engineers. Um, I am associating myself with the next generation of executive slash professional women and offering to help and mentor them Um the women that I currently work with, we do a lot of exercises, like I mentor them. 
I because a lot of these women, their self-confidence and self-esteem is very low. So um, there's a lot of coaching that I do with them as well. Um, I'm also currently working with a women's nonprofit organization where women come, business, women, business women owners comes together to network, connect, and empower one another. So to me, it's huge to empower the next generation of executive women who is going to be our future. Mm -hmm. No, that's great. Um, so what do you think makes a great leader? Well, to me, a great leader needs to possess qualities like vision, integrity, empathy, effective communication, adaptability, and ability to inspire and motivate others. It can't be about the CEO. It needs to be about the employees and how to make them successful and how to support them. Um, I would say, you know, leadership is a combination of skills of character and and commitment and continuous improvement. I love that. That is so true. That inspiration and motivation is so important to bring down to your people so that they look up to you. And that's a great leader. It's not about, you know, managing them on a day-to-day -day basis. It's more about leading them in the right yep. direction. Yep. So yep. what challenges have you faced in your career? And tell us how you've overcome them. As I stated earlier, I started my career in finance, and most of the time, being the only female on the team, I made sure I was seen, heard, and respected. It was very difficult to be seen, heard, and taken seriously. Um, there were times opportunities were given to my male coworkers with the perception that they would do a better job just because of their gender. So right. I decided to never take no for an answer and always challenge the situation. Um, I can honestly say that once women raise their voice and shows their capability, they will be heard. And if they aren't heard, they need to raise their voice louder. And that's what I did in my career. That is so true. You have to speak up because so many women don't speak up and then they find that they are not heard or not included. So you have to speak up for yourself. You have to be your own champion number one, and then you can have other champions for you. But number one is you have to be your own. Very, yes. very true. Yes. So, you know, this podcast is focused around bridging culture, pay and employment gap for women in tech. What are you seeing in the industry from your lens? Um, what I have been seeing is that we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to bridging the gap in the culture of diversity pay and employment for women in many industries like tech, cybersecurity, AI, finance, the C-suite, board seats, and more. So many companies just want to check the box at the end of the day, and they don't empower any changes or support women when it comes to these issues. So we still have a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. And it's, it's not it seems to be getting better and then it goes backwards and then it starts again. So we really need to make sure that it sticks, you know, and that's so important. Um, I think we're moving at snail pace. Mm -hmm. um, we're going into 2024. We should not be having these issues, um, you know, for women, because if you're qualified and if you have what it takes to take on the position, you should not be paid less or you right. should not be granted that promotion. So we need to speed up the process. Yes, I agree. 
I agree. So as an entrepreneur and, and you're a full-time entrepreneur and also you have kids, how do you balance work with personal life? That's always a challenge. Oh, it's it's very challenging. Um, ultimately, my personal life comes first. I mm-hmm. am 100% a perfectionist and will exceed in my professional life. Um, I think, you know, as women, we can and we should be able to balance work and life. What I do is that I work around my boys' life and their schedules mm-hmm. um, to ensure that I am there. But I make sure that I am also providing, you know, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a friend, as a sister, as a daughter, and empowering women at the same time. Mm-hmm. Women are naturally multitaskers, perfectionists, and overachievers. So I make sure that I have enough time for my boys, my family, my love life, my friends, and also empowering women through these organizations that I sit on, you know, on on my free time. Yeah, that's tough to do. But, you know, I, I find that it's better to just blend the two rather than trying to balance and say, okay, the morning I'm going to do this and the afternoon I'm going to do personal. And it doesn't work that way because sometimes personal interferes during the day and vice versa, you know, with work, it, it comes in at any time of the day. So really have to kind of be flexible, I think. Yes, um, I couldn't agree with you more. I am 100% flexible. Half of the times I'm in the car picking up my boys right. and I'm, and I'm on the call with a client or a mm-hmm. candidate. I'm getting, uh, you know, uh, feedback and so on. So I do blend everything. I don't think there is a secret sauce when, you know, women say, oh, we know we need this. I'm like, no, you just need to be flexible and okay. work with the situation as it comes. Right, right. Because you never know, you can't predict it. And as it comes, you do the best you can, you know, in juggling everything and then hope for the best. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All right. So what advice would you give women today to ensure they have a successful career? Well, just from the things that you've learned. I always say to them, always look at a job description by your qualification experience and what you can bring to the company and not by comparing yourself to a man or any other candidates. Mm-hmm. Don't think you're not qualified enough or can't perform a certain task or position. Just so true. own it. Always apply. Don't don't undersell yourself. Great. I know. It's so true that women look at a job description and if they're 60% qualified, they don't apply for the job. But a man, if they're 60% qualified, they say, yes, I can learn the rest. I can do it. I have the experience, you know. And so women have to think that way. We have to change the way we think. Yes. Um, And men, believe it or not, if there are only 30% qualified, they will apply. And a lot of the times they will get the job because they are persistent and they will say, I can do this and I can learn. And as I said to you know these women, you should do the same. Right. Because, because we can learn and we are so collaborative and so multitasking that we can do so much more. So we have to give ourselves that credit initially because we don't, then we don't have the confidence to really apply for the job or feel like we can do it. Yes, I believe we need to be our own advocate because if we don't advocate for ourselves, no one will. And we need to be self-confident because we, as you said, 
you know, women are multitaskers, they're overachievers. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, working mothers, professional women, and elderly people are the hardest working people I in agree. this country. I agree. I agree with you 100%. And to teach that work ethic to our kids and to our families so that we always have good work ethic in our families is going to go a long way. And I know my kids, I have two daughters and they are very, very strong work ethic, which is really great. So it comes from seeing you and how you handle yourself and how you handle your work life is what they see. And then they emulate that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So my next question is a selfish question because I love, love, love to travel. And I like to add more things to my bucket list based on your answer. So what is the favorite place that you've traveled to and why? Well, I was in Barcelona in 2019 and I've been to so many places. And so far, that is the best trip I've ever taken because Barcelona is so rich in history, architecture and passion. The people in Barcelona are warm kind and it doesn't matter what they're struggling with they're happy people they Mm -hmm. know how to enjoy life while balancing work and life and everything that life throws at them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um everything you can walk to and there's so much to learn as you're walking through these tiny streets um i mean the food was amazing the wine the desserts Mm -hmm. and like i said it's very rich in culture and history because i am a history lover so That's great. I love Barcelona, too. I've been there and just love the people, the atmosphere, the weather, the architecture, everything. And the walking is so great. Um, We just came back, actually, from Portugal and loved it. Very similar. Good architecture, good people, great food, great wine, you know, really good, good place to be. So there's so many places that we can go and see and learn from other cultures and just grow our mindset, you know? Yes. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I love love Barcelona. So if you can share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you, that would be awesome. Um, I can be found on LinkedIn under my mm-hmm. name, Lillian Dutra, D-U-T-R-A. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also reach out to me on my website, which is www.aentalentsearch.com, or you can always call my cell phone, 203-550-3607. That's great. Well, Lillian, this was such a pleasure such a great um, conversation with you. I hope to have you on a future show, but this was so great to get, you know, our listeners to see the great work you're doing to help women have a successful career. And I hope some female engineers get a hold of you very soon. So thank you so much for your time. It was an honor and a pleasure. Thank you again. Thank you so much, Jennifer. It's been a pleasure. I'm honored to be on, you know, your podcast. You're working with such amazing women and you're empowering women and having their voices heard, which is so amazing. Um, I look forward to being on your podcast in the future. And once again, thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to Tech in the Right Direction. Please take a minute to subscribe or follow so that you never miss an episode. Also, don't forget to like, share, and comment. Thank you. See you next week.
From IT skill enhancements to end user adoption training, Directions Training is your resource to help optimize the effectiveness of your technology investments. Over half a million students have taken advantage of our wide selection of technology and business training solutions covering the most popular applications today, such as Microsoft 365, Azure, Windows 10, and more. As a podcast listener, we invite you to take advantage of an exclusive offer. Receive 30 days of free access to our Microsoft official curriculum on-demand courses for IT professionals or end-users. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com slash podcast to claim this offer today. Hurry, this offer is only available for a limited time. Success is a journey. Ask for directions.